It's the granddaddy of them all. Wrestlebration 2. Well, you know, what? You know what? I think I've, I think I've hurt me throat doing that. Anyway, you know, not necessarily, but you get the idea. UKW's main show is Wrestlebration, and in these lockdown times, I've been very interested to see if they're going to be showing Wrestlebrania throughout the years. Wrestlebrania? Wrestlebration! Wrestlebrania! Sounds like some kind of wrestling mastermind, where if you get the question wrong, someone clotheslines you out the seat. I might go to John Humphreys and suggest that. Anyway, this is Wrestlebration 2. I watched one last week, and you know, it was fun. It was interesting to see, as a latecomer to this federation, if I knew anybody, if I understood the way that um, the angles were going. And what I was interested in too was seeing if there was um, any kind of development in the following year. And I'll tell you what, there's a massive development. First of all, this is at the Tower in Blackpool. It looks like the Tower Ballroom. Rather see wrestlers flying about than washed up celebrities flying about on Strictly Come Dancing, to be honest. And it's full. It looks like it's packed. Good atmosphere. I really like that. Nice credits to start with, a bit filmic. And this week, no Jonathan Sedgwick, the owner of the company. Oh, yes, uh, no, sir. Tugging the forelock, yes. There's no Jonathan Sedgwick standing there, you know, a little bit sort of embarrassed to be there doing the narration because it's it's not the main thing he does. So it's nice to see that. They go from match to match. Nice, simple graphics. Very nicely done. And we have three matches of varying quality. The first one should be something really special because it's a tag match with younger, lighter, faster wrestlers, one of whom happens to be Robbie X, who, you know, still, as far as I'm concerned or remember, is still doing it. Really well thought of. Great to see. And he's in the mix with, uh, he's teaming with Reese Jordan against Axel Rage, Rose Rage. Axel Rose Rage, Rage, Rage. Axel Road Rage and JD. And really what this was there to do was to say, Robbie X is good, isn't he? Because actually he was. There wasn't much to report really from this. I thought it might be a bit quicker, might be some interesting offence, but not a great deal. Robbie X dominated. He hit a shining wizard and a nice moonsault, a standing moonsault for the pin. But that's really all you get here. Anyway, on to a triple threat women's match, which is Jenny Palmer versus Faith Lane versus Melanie Price. And actually... There was quite a lot of fast-paced, fun work here, actually. Particularly when there was a a headlock um, on Palmer from um, Lehane. And then Price came in and put a leg lock on, which is all well and good. And Palmer tapped, but the referee was saying, I can't really, I can't do the pin because I don't really know who's got the pin because you're both doing it at the same time fair point to make the crowd were really into this and when Palmer got a cross body which was really nicely done 
took both of them down off the ropes. They really popped for that. Very nice. There was some shenanigans on the outside, and that was um, there was lots of whooping and hollering about that, which was lovely to see. There was a manager who was run off after hitting a woman. Well, you know, he should be run off after doing that. But the action in the ring perhaps was overshadowed a bit by that. Really, there was a we saw a poor neck breaker. Palmer had to get off her feet. Um, or rather, sorry, Price had to get off her feet to really make it make the Palmer neck breaker look good. But the finish from Lehane, who got the pin, was very nice. It was sort of. Um, it was a leg across the throat, a corkscrew neck breaker, very nice. Or a twisting neck breaker, whatever you like to call it. Deserve the pin. Best move of the match. Quite a good match, really, just to set us up for a bit of a storyteller. Because you've got Robin McAllister, who's got the Scottish thing going on, of course, and has the kilt. Quite a lot of kilt business in this, versus no-nonsense, big man, UK dominator. Well, he's not massively big, but but he's in our thick. It's a two out of three falls, and it's given quite a lot of time. It's given something like 15 minutes, maybe even a bit longer, um, on this on this programme, and, and it deserves it, really. We start with some comedy. There's the kilt business of what you've got under your kilt. McAllister flashes it. UK Dominator is not very happy, gets out of the ring. Nice nice heel business. McAllister comes across as a kind of modern-day cat weasel, although not in the same league as cat weasel, because cat weasel's a bit of an icon, to be honest, in the Kent Walton 70s years. Have a good week. Till next week. Anyway... There was quite a lot of jokey stuff going on. There was a bit of teabagging going on. If you don't know it, look it up. UK Dominator should have dominated this. He did it a nice snap suplex, hammered McAllister quite a lot. But out of nowhere came the first roll-up. And because of the camera work, we got to see that McAllister was wearing wrestling trunks. He wasn't naked under his kilt, thus making all the kilt business a bit of a nonsense and I felt cheated yes I did anyway this is the first fall so UK Dominator looks to be moving on through nicely but McAllister came back with a slam he got him up slammed him a couple of times whipped him with authority into the corner came off the top with a headbutt got some colour which dried almost immediately as if it was some kind of paint you know the blood dried very quickly Within a few minutes, but one of the one of the um, moves of this night was a huge leg drop off the top from the UK Dominator, and it was he got such a lot of power on it that he even he bounced. He got the pin, of course, and that's a, and that's a one all, which means the last ma- the last um, fall is a street fight. So, of course, they start off on the outside. There's a very ornate chair. You know one of those kind of sprayed gold frames with a big plush back and seat? Well, he pushes McAllister's ch- uh, neck into that to choke him out, then then sits him in it and clotheslines him out of it. Very nice. I like to see that. Very good. Back in the ring, though, there was a little back, bit of back and forth, but... McAllister hit the face plant or flapjack, if you like, for the pin. 
surprise win. It told a story, this. It was a good little match. Went the longest of the night, quite right, and, you know, they kept my attention very nicely. That was really well done. So, I really enjoyed this. There was a, a push-on, and it was interesting. I liked the progress made. It's a four out of five. One of the matches was okay. Didn't bore me, but it was okay. The women's match was was good back and forth. Nice triple threat. Quite a lot happening. Main event told a nice story. We're back to those meat and those potatoes again. Really nice to see. Yeah, they'd moved on marvellously. So I'm expecting some kind of arena, maybe Wembley Arena for WrestleBration 3. Who knows? Ta-ta.